Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? I'm amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's M Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. Joining me this week, Lavender Gooms. Uh, looks like my audio just came back right away. I can actually hear you again. Uh, hello, Bobby. How are you doing today? Great start. Um, just me and you. Uh, we normally have a backup recorder. His name is DJ Mark. He ain't here. So here we are, seat of our pants, rolling wet. Um, I'm doing okay. Uh, this podcast, having any fans by the end of this month, is going to be a real achievement, given the schedule we put together. Uh, <laughs> and general content, literally the biggest fight of the month. We just didn't do a show. That was that was on me and you, that one. That look, one's on me and look, you. <laughs> look, Bobby, me and you and Mark and Steph when he was here, but we bur- we work our best when we have absolutely no fights, all right? <laughs> Die hard fans of this podcast will remember the great drought of uh March 2020. 2020. Oof. It was going to be a rough month, guys. <laughs> uh the drought of March 2020 when we had what four straight weeks of just tournaments? Do you know what's wild? There was a whole ass pandemic and the UFC only missed a month. <laughs> like I mean, look, I mean, I'm looking at our, uh, I mean, no, they made it like two months. They made it like to May. By May, we were fighting, all right? <laughs> By May, we were fighting. We were trying to fight in April at the Tachi Palace. Um, yeah. Oh, and uh, I am very remiss. I, You know, we are so out of sorts. I didn't even give you guys your happy whatever today is. Obviously, happy Cyber Monday. Uh, hope you guys, uh, whatever deals you didn't get on Black Friday, I hope you got them on Cyber Monday. Yo, the and- Wii store, I got like a 50% discount. Just like, it really worked out for me there, buddy. Shout out to Cyber Monday and Grass Door. Go ahead, Mike. All right. I hope you got some nice sativas for when I, I'm there on Thursday. Sure. All right. All right. <laughs> I like that confidence. Um, this wasn't isn't a happy day for me because I think these are shit and obviously number three in the the perspective rankings for them but you seem to like them the rest of it's amazing seems to like them more than i do but a happy national french toast today to the rest of you as you guys might remember from previous podcasts for me the order goes pancakes first waffles a very distant second french toast might as well be Taken behind the woodshed and shot. Yeah. Uh, those of us with working taste buds. I mean, I, I I think I'm controversial with waffles at one. That's just because I'm not big on sweets in my, like, sweet in general with my breakfast. But I think the general public, it goes French toast, waffles, pancakes. Right? People with mouths that function. No. You know, 
Um, I mean, it's also, by the way, this is also in 1963 today that I Want to Hold Your Hand was re- was uh, released by the Beatles, one of the most famous songs ever. You know, I should, just, I should just swoop in and give the real fucking history in your days of the month shit. Uh, fun fact, the full song title, so I Want to Hold Your Hand, is I Want to Hold Your Hand and Take You to This Plate of Pancakes. Did you know in 1987, on November 29th, North Korean agents planted a bomb on Korean Air Flight 858? And Jesus Christ, all right. I probably shouldn't go down this Jesus, line. I, did, I, didn't think, I didn't think it actually succeeded. I read the whole fucking thing. Um, How apologies. do we go from a nice conversation of French toasted yo, shit yo, to you okay. talking about fucking terrorism, Did bro? you know Damn. that this was the uh, C.S. Lewis's birthday? Uh, the guy who made Jesus into a lion? Yes. I think the people who made the movie really honed in on that. I think he was dancing around it a bit more. In the movie, they're like, Jesus, lion. Jesus, lion. And Le- don't, don't forget who's the voice of the lion, Liam Neeson. I never Basically saw the movie. He is a god. I actually didn't see the movie. I saw the gifts about the lion Jesus. <laughs> and I remember reading the book as a kid thinking, well, okay, I thought the lion was Jesus. But uh, thank you for the confirmation, movie. Um, it's also Don Cheadle's birthday. Yeah, okay. I've, I've redeemed myself between the Lion Jesus and the and you know lesser. Uh, a, speaking of Don Cheadle, a great a great uh, TikTok meme. You're not on TikTok, so you don't know about these. Yeah, man, I'm not just gonna coffee. give my information. They told you the information's going to the Chinese government, and you're like, yeah, man, okay, no problem. Uh, he was on uh, Heart to Heart with Kevin Hart. And he was making a point about something where he goes, I saw yeah, this. you know, like I'm, I'm 56 <laughs> and in a true unbridled moment, Kevin Hart just yells out, damn. I, that, that whole thing had to be a work. That whole game. I don't know. And also happy, happy, uh, happy birthday, uh, or would be his birthday to, uh, Black Panther himself, Chadwick Boseman. Man would have been 30, wait, no, 46. No, he would have been, this, yeah, yeah. Dude, I still messed yeah. up something. When I see like 1970s shit, it's like hard for me to realize like, oh, those people are all in their 40s. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, just the two of us this week. Um, we're going to preview UFC Fight Night. Um, UFC on ESPN. We're going to the actual ESPN. Um, at the Amway Center in Orlando. Um, in front of people. Wonderboy Thompson, Kevin Holland. Yeah, it's just whatever. Look how good the card is, too, bro. Like, there's like four fights. Like, there's fights on the prelims I would like to see. I mean, I'm not the creepy one, not the one that the internet wants to see. Okay. Mike's going to check the card immediately. I'm talking like Mark jo- Michael uh, Michael Johnson and Mark Dia Casey. Mike, you put it together yet? Which is the fight everybody wants to see from the internet? I wonder what you're referring to. Sorry, Mike. My internet's working a little slow. Big Nico Price fans, man. That's it. They're just big Nico Price fans watching the prelims and Clay Guida fans. That's just it. Um, Mike's reading the card. I can just see him reading the card, trying to put together what I'm making reference to on the prelims. Mike has figured out what fight I'm making reference to that the creeps on the internet are very excited for. Yeah, um, yep, yep, that's see. right. We're talking about Amanda right. Hebus and Tracy Cortez. People excited to see Brian Ortega's corner work. Does he work her corner actually? I don't know. I don't think I've, I don't Cor- remember. Tracy Cortez? Yeah. Is that what we're calling it? No. Okay, Mike. That's inappropriate. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, that is that Jack Hermanson fight happening too? This is a good card. This is a good card. Um, we're going to preview that. We're going to talk a little bit about the PFL putting on a pay per view. 
And uh, upset from Larissa Pacheco over uh, Kayla Harrison. Upset on multiple levels, including in terms of the gambling odds, upset. And the feeling one of us felt when their seven-leg parlay had hit the first six legs. And the seventh leg depended on a woman who was undefeated, minus 700 favorite against someone she'd beaten twice before. Oh, wow. Not great. You know, Bobby... I actually do feel really bad for you, um, and I mean that sincerely because in the because you've been on the miserable of- you've been on the miserable gambling <laughs> kick for a month for like a month, and you're like it's nice to have like you you know what an experience no, is like. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that misery does not like company. But I know that you had two parlays in as many days fail on the la- on on just one leg because I-, I was with you on that first one. Another one. There was a. I also had one. Where uh, Terry McLaurin, by uh, two yards, uh, missed a parlay. <laughs> and let me tell you, when you have a parlay that includes the Seahawks beating the Raiders, that's the part of the parlay you're real confident about, man. And uh, that didn't work you either. You know you're real confident in a parlay, Bobby? When the Vikings are on the one-yard line, it's like second down. Oh, Jesus Christ. They have one of the best running backs in the NFL. I forgot about it for And a somehow they can't just rab it in three feet. How much were we going to make? How much, what were the odds? Uh, we twenty five to one. 20, we would have gotten about five hundred. Yeah, so I can't pretty, believe it didn't happen. Pretty good, pretty good odds. I've just been cursing Kirk Cousins all since, and I know he didn't call the play, but Kirk Cousins, he can take it. All right, <laughs> he can I, I specifically was trying to stay away from your texts because I I was over playing with a cat and some children. And I was, you know, I was just enjoying Thanksgiving. Dude, it was like on the one. I was like, I was standing up just like, yeah, Mike and I are about to get paid. I'm trying to text you before like, yo, what's a cash out offer? We need to get out. And then they didn't give us a cash out offer. This is just a gambling podcast, but like a bad one, by the way. We just lose money. <laughs> um, anyway, um, we're going to talk a little about the PFL. Uh, talk about the craziness that's going to take place not this weekend, but next weekend at UFC 282, where the main event got totally upended in that there are two new people fighting there. Um, yeah, interesting attempt is going to be made to make money on to make a. This might be one of those pay per views where the UFC just takes with a baseline of what ESPN gives them, like the minimum pay. It's uh, I think that might be where we're headed for this one. Um, but yeah, and uh, we're going to uh, talk a bit about 282, mention it a little bit. And, uh, you know, we got Bellator's got another big-ass event, not this weekend, the following weekend. Um, again, I mean, let's we can talk about the PFL stuff. Some of the scheduling of these non of these MMA promotions is questionable at best. Um, Mike, you want to say something? I wanted to wait until we actually talked about the Blahovic-Ankaleev uh, fight, but... Looking at it, it's at the T-Mobile Arena. That's not a tiny. That's not a tiny place. I mean, should we should we set the stage? Actually, should I just like say what happened? Because we're gonna get. Let's talk about it. It's the biggest story of the week, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to ch- kind of you know jump around, but like, it's gonna be interesting. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is a breakdown of how we lost the main event, which was Yuri Hope Prohaska, um, versus Glover Teixeira two, the rematch. Of one of the greatest light heavy, greatest title fights ever, probably the best light heavyweight title fight since, yeah, maybe DC and Cormier. I think probably that was probably the best one. Sounds about before. right. That was yeah. an excellent fight. 
right up there with that fight and the Jones-Gustafson fight among the greatest lead heavyweight title fights ever. Getting the rematch. Um, so Yiri, our champion, uh, has got a real, he had a sustained a very serious injury to his shoulder. I don't think they got very specific, but we've all watched enough wrestling now. Mike has been enough wrestling fan now that he knows that the injury timeline we're talking about here means torn rotator cuff, probably. Or right, labor. Right. Okay, is what we're talking about here. Um, could be out a long time. Out of his fight with Glover. That happens first. UFC vacated the title or Yuri vacated the title, depending on who you ask. Um, quite frankly, an injury that bad. I think they vacating it made a lot of sense so long as Yuri gets an automatic title shot and pay-per-view points when he comes back, Mike. I think that's fair. Yeah. That's what's happening. So the UFC is like, hey, Glover, we need you to fight Ma Magomed Ankalaev. He's he's the next logical um, person, I think. I'm not looking at the rankings, Mike, but uh, I think they, I think presumably he's the next logical opponent um, at light heavyweight. And then Glover is like, I that's two weeks. You want me to fight a whole new guy on two weeks' notice? It will will likely be the final title shot I will ever get in my life ever if I don't win. Because he's 40, Glover's what? He almost retired after the last loss, right? He's what, 43, 44 years old? Yeah, and the current rankings are Yiri, Glover, Jan, and uh, Magomed. Um, they asked for Magomed, presumably, because, well, he never fought for the title before, you know? Like, let's, let's do that. Um, Glover's like, I can't fight a guy on two weeks' notice. He says, how about give me um, Jan? I'll fight Jan. Because Jan, like, I fought him. Not that ideally changing opponents on this short notice. I'm filling in the blanks of his feelings here, Mike, because I think yeah, that yeah. anybody with a brain could tell this is what's happening. He's like, yes, yeah, it's not ideal, but I like know him. I fought him once before. I know I have I have the we have the notes still. We saved the document. You know, it's on the cloud. Our yawn playbook. You know, it worked last time. I won in like eight minutes, didn't he? <laughs> like in eight minutes last time when they fought. Um, UFC's like, no, we're not interested in you versus yawn too. Which, uh, in their part, okay, like the fight wasn't competitive, and it Fair probably enough. and I don't think like there's members of the Blahovich family who didn't pay for it. Probably, you know, it wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't that great. Um, we need you to fight, like we need you to fight Magomed, and then like he's like, okay, fine, I'll fight Magomed, but like I give me I need more time. Can I fight him in like in six weeks or whenever that you have the pay per view in Rio is in January? Is that cool? Can I do that? And the UFC. This is where I'm filling in the UFC blanks. UFC's like, well, let me tell you. We spent a lot of time trying to convince John Jones to fight at heavyweight and make the finances right on that end. And John agreed. It helped that he got arrested a couple times in the middle there again. But like, John was good to go as the real as the actual main event of this pay-per-view. You'll notice that John's name isn't on the poster. That's because we for we we kind of assumed that firefighter, who was the former champion, would just be excited not to be fighting fires and would be happy for the how many hundred thousand dollar offer we made to him for this fight? Um, uh, we didn't guarantee pay per view points. Probably, I'm ass Bobby assuming this now. So that firefighter's like, health wise, the fire is a better choice than <laughs> getting in a cage fight without a pay per view guarantee because he's got insurance on that other thing <laughs> on the firefighting thing. The life insurance covers that. I don't think it covers. Getting oblique kicked and bleeding out in the cage or something from John. Jo I don't know. Anyway, um, so they could. We didn't pay the steep. So you guys were the only title fights on this pay per view. 
So while we think the world of Patty Pimblet, he's our current co-main event. And let me tell you, we do not think we can sell a pay-per-view for $75. And his company ain't never discounted a pay-per-view ever, not once, ever. Um, sure. Yeah, uh, we you you got to fight at UFC 282 if you're fighting for a title. And then Glover's like, I I, I can't. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I apologize. I can't. Um, and then the UFC's like, cool. Fuck off. Jan Blahovich versus Mohamed Magomed Ankalev is our new title fight. I think I could like we if we get if there's like a podcasting like best like host thing, Mike. I feel this is my that was my like entry right there. The last like three minutes. I feel minutes. I feel you really tried to channel your inner Glover with all of those. Like, I tried with the sorries. UFC too. I tried with the UFC too. I feel like I feel I was I was playing Sean Shelby in that. Hey man, I'm not writing the checks here. I'd love for everybody to fight, but like. You know, we didn't offer Stipe that cash, so uh, here we are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> here we are. Um, yeah, this is the UFC being a slave to the schedule. They're on, I mean, Mike, let's get into it. It's a big arena. It's not like the UFC's never, I mean, it's Vegas. Presumably the UFC has an X percentage of people they assume were going to show up in that arena no matter what, just based on patterns of vacations and time of year and stuff like that. But yeah, how's this gonna? how's this going to go? I mean, frankly, that's what I was that's what I was kind of looking at and thinking about when um I interrupted what you were gonna say before we started talking about this, that they're in the T Mobile Arena and Jan Blahovich and Magomed Ankaleev doesn't exactly I don't know, man. Like that that doesn't exactly sell sell the T Mobile Arena. No? I mean, sounds like a fucking sick fight on paper. Like, honestly, like sounds like a great fight, but yeah. Has Ankalaev ever, has any, has anybody been asked to pay for Ankalaev fight ever? Well, not to say he probably hasn't been on a main card. I'm saying he may he, not have been a main, no, he, I'm no, saying he may not yeah. have been. That's what I'm wondering. He may not even been. Uh, let me see. <laughs> he, his last fight was against Anthony Smith, uh, Pena versus Nunez two. Mm -hmm. Um, and he fought Volkan Ozdemir, Blahovich versus Teixeira. These are on the main card? No, I'm just giving you the fights where he was on a numbered card. Okay, I'm looking to see if he fought on the main card. He opened the show with Anthony Smith back in I, July. Yeah. And he Volkan, opened the show with Ozdemir, yep, too. There you go. So and he, I, he's opened the show on three. But he opened the show on the other one, too. This man just opens pay-per-views. Jan Kutsalaba yeah. as well? Yeah, that was the second time he beat his ass. Um, I think Magomed's a killer. By the way, this is going to be awesome. We might get a, another UFC champion who don't speak English. Um, yeah, is I don't know. Another, gonna, is he another Dagestani? I think he is. Yeah, he's Dagestani. I'm not sure if he's part uh, He's He's part of the Fight Club Ahmad, which is definitely the one owned by the Warlord. Which is definitely what we want for further, further control of like the UFC situation, is that dude. Um... 19,125 people went to Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson in September in that arena. And let me tell you something. None of these gentlemen are Nate Diaz. Now, I think that is the... Uh, they did 500 more people for Izzy versus Cannoneer. Yeah, you're done around 20,000. And then I'm looking at another one that's 19,000 and change. Look, you're looking at between 19 and 20,000 people. That thing's full. Um, I wonder if this is going to be the worst they've ever done. In that, I don't know. It's the holidays. I mean, people travel. They, were they traveling already, though? Were people already buying? How many people bought tickets to this, Mike, 
after six months, seven months of every MMA site thinking, we're going to Joan Stipe in December. How many people bought were those people who were so fucking sure? Like, who are those people? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got to say, I don't think that many. Just because nothing in, nothing leads you to believe that Joan was going to come back except just a feeling. So there were a lot unless you of, wanted dude, to there was buy a lot of rumors. I think the UFC and White might have said we're working on that. That's the thing. Like, yeah, the UFC says a lot of things. I mean, yes. <laughs> and also think of it like this, Bobby. Who at this point has really seen John Jones fight live, considering how long it's been? And who is such a big John Jones mark that they're like, I'm going to buy tickets eight, nine months in advance in the happenstance that he actually fights. Okay, in that case, I think everybody who bought the tickets was already buying tickets just for Yuri and Glover too. Yeah, that's what that's what I was. I mean, thinking. I don't. Then in that case, yeah, they probably at this point. This is a, this is this, this is a one where the pay per view, the UFC sell, name is selling the pay per view. Then is that what we're saying? Like that's it. <laughs> I, I think at this point, even even with uh, Glover and and Yuri. I think people that bought tickets for that, it was, we're in Vegas. We're going to be in Vegas. We kind of like MMA. Fuck it. Let's go to a UFC event. We might actually get a pretty good deal considering what the card is. How long has UFC been on ESPN? Uh, two years? Ooh, maybe three about years? two, three years. It's not pre-2018, right? No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm just gonna look this up. UFC on ESPN one, February 2019. 2019. So 2019, they went on ESPN. Right. the The first fight was um was uh Cejudo and um Dillashaw. That was a pay per view though, or no? Oh, that, was, that, no that was fight I think night. That was on ABC. That was um, that was on Brooklyn. Okay, yeah, it was a Barclays. All right, so January of 2019, worst yeah. they've ever done in that arena, um, pre post ESPN, is John Jones versus Anthony Smith, with fourteen thousand five hundred people about, for fourteen thousand eight hundred people. That's a that's a rough stat for John Jones, bro. He sold he sold more tickets with he sold four thousand more tickets with uh, Tiago Santos. Nobody thought anything of Anthony. The co-main event was Kamara Usman versus Tyrone Woodley. Fucking racist people not going to fucking this is UFC 235. Pre-ESPN deal, because I really think the ESPN deal had that big of an impact on everything. But pre-ESPN deal, they did, uh, they did uh, not counting like an Ultimate Fighter finale, like in terms of a pay-per-view, um, they did half the arena, 10,000 people with Tony Ferguson, Kevin Lee. And they did like, they had some rough ones. They had a couple 12,000s in here too. This is going to be around, this is going to be, I think, They'll still sell like 13,000, 14,000 seats. This is ESPN time. This might be the worst one in the ESPN deal. All the other ESPN ones, by the way, are like fucking like 17, 18,000 minimum people. So, um, I mean, I would think it's a good, I think, look, this is the card. Real quickly, let's mention it. Um, Magomed versus Blahovich. Decent fight, sure. Yeah. Be a fun fight. I think it's a great fight, actually. Gonna have no heat. Uh, Patty Pimlet, Jared Gordon. We all love Patty here, man, but like, uh, we're asking a lot from this dude to be the promotional force of this entire pay per view. It's all him. I, I know, I know he has the barstool army behind him, but 
I mean, that's asking a lot. I really enjoyed all the Barstool MR me at Madison Square Garden, man. It's like me and you knew exactly what was going to happen. I was like, is not going to go well. You, me, and the betting community was like, she about to die. Like, it's going to be bad. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I uh, I frequent Barstool a lot as well. Um, and I like Molly as well. But, I mean, I mean, I I, 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 I did my research. I'm like, Oof, this is not going to end kill somebody. Um. Yeah, Patty's being asked to really. He's the because the next fight after that, look, Jared Gordon's a good fighter. No one's ever paid two cents to watch Jared Gordon fight. This is his biggest fight easily. But Robbie Lawler versus Ponzinibbio, just a fucking banger that you wish everybody was about three or four years younger at least, huh? Probably. Um, you can't ask Robbie Lawler is the biggest name outside of Patty Pimlet on this card. But Robbie Lawler once fell asleep during a press conference. During the press conference, he fell asleep. You can't ask him to promote anything. Not happening. Um, Darren Till, Dricus Duplessis. It's a good fight. Darren Till's kind of a fucking idiot. And uh, he can sell something, right? He can explain why Cam's at miss weight by 10 pounds. Oh, since he started mm-hmm. hanging out with him. Yeah, that'd be nice enough. Bryce Mitchell, uh, Ilya Tupuria. It was Bryce going to rap for everybody? This is, good. This, is a, this is a lot of good fights, but like... Isn't that, what's his name? Thug Nasty? Yeah, Bryce Thug Nasty. I remember I heard a couple songs thinking like, it's like not bad, honestly. <laughs> like, it was not bad. Um, he has uh, really bad opinions about certain things, but this is MMA. They all do. Um, Yeah, this is not a, this is not going to sell anything, right? Like straight up. Like you and me might find these fights interesting, but this isn't going to sell anything at all. Uh... I think I will find these interesting just because I'll be on the West Coast and I'll realize, oh shit, we get to watch some fights. Oh, we can like watch seven? this actually. That's I true. Mean, <laughs> I mean, if we ain't got fuck all else to do, yo, fuck it, man. Let's fire up that sativa. You know, let's get nice and baked. Go do you work. just only buy sativa? Yeah, man. I'm not. I'm not trying. Nah, nah, no, I know. I I never that. buy indica. I just buy hybrid because I want to still be never, able to sleep. Never ever buy indica because look, you know, trying to eat my body already, weight. <laughs> sativa already puts me to sleep pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, I don't need the extra shit to really do it to me. That's fair. That's fair enough. Um, back to this card. Yeah, okay, this is happening. We'll see, man. Uh, I would say no one's paying for this one. We're not watching this one. We're watching Thompson versus Kevin Holland, which we'll get to in a second here. Uh, PFL happened. They had six title fights, Mike. Six title fights. They put on everything they had, and they put it on pay-per-view. I I can't really express how much more I could disagree with the idea of going on pay-per-view for the PFL. Honestly. However, Um, however, if you were going to go on pay-per-view... Having six title fights is the way to do it. Like, there's a lot of fights to watch. They're lucky only two of these things went to decision. Um, Aspen Lat fought by one by split, and she's talking shit. It's amazing. Great Instagram account. Questionable everything else, bro. Questionable everything else. Um, I don't understand the logic here, to be honest, Mike. Tell me what I'm missing. Honestly. They ran Black Friday. Um, they ran Black Friday as their uh, thing for their uh, for their May review here. We're all home. 
Everybody's Perhaps. home. No one goes to the store but, anymore for Black Friday. Everybody's home. They put a mm-hmm. giant, I'm going to say giant, it's $50. They put a $50 priced uh, uh, paywall be up front of this thing. It's Friday. There's nothing on TV. Swear to God, ESPN would have put it on ESPN too. And which I must say, considering it's Black Friday, I would have expected a discount. I mean, they did. You paid a third less and hope people would, you paid, we hope people confuse it with the UFC and say, damn, this UFC pay per view only 50 bucks. Don't know any of these people. Don't see the words, letters UFC ever anywhere, but hell, it's on ESPN Plus. I'll pay for it. I don't understand it, man. What am I missing? Like, I, 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 I watch PFL and I think it's a fucking like money laundering operation. That's how I feel about PFL. I think it's just a way, there's no way they're making money. We handed out $6 million in checks. I, on this pay-per-view. Do you think there's any scenario where they made eight, one, one million back? Uh, which is the one? It's one that's on Amazon, right? Yeah, one's the one that's hemorrhaging P- money and lying about it. PFL is the one that's on like ESPN on a Tuesday, right? Oh, I think they're on weekend. They're pretty much the one just swimming in the UFC's wake. They're just like, stand, even like they're standing behind UFC telling ESPN like, Hey, those nights you, you they don't want to do a show. We'll do a show. That's that's them. I I don't quite understand what they're doing. I can't imagine that they made any money on this. Um, if they recouped, I want to say I'll be generous. If they recouped seventy five percent of the purses they handed out, I would be I would be pretty impressed by that. You you think they are going to recoup five million dollars? I said, if, if you say, I, you uh, said you'd be impressed. I would be, if they pulled that, Mike, if they saw, if they cleared 5 million in revenue from this event, like, oof, like now, let's whoever's running this league let's is a genius mm-hmm. revenue. Yeah. You said revenue. You're saying they cleared $5 million. That's Where? All right. If they did 5 million revenue, I would be all right. Cool. But that doesn't take into account the fact that that's before costs. You're saying, so okay. in my head, they're still probably losing a shit ton of money for running this card. Okay, they spent $6 million just on the checks for the winners of these six tournaments. Six yeah, tournaments. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't count whatever it costs to and rent Kayla the is Madison definitely making. Theater. I mean, it's, it's Black Friday. They might have just given it to them, honestly. What was happening that, way, that day for you guys, man, over there? I don't know how much Kayla making, but they paid Kayla a lot of money not to go to the UFC. If she's making less than a two hundred, at one hundred fifty thousand a card, I don't know. I don't get it. Everything. I let me. I'm sure Mr. Escobar will find this a very profitable card. Telling you this thing is not legit. Nothing. What's happening? But PFL. What's happening is not above above board, Mike. Okay, I'm telling you. Okay, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Right? I don't know how they're paying for anything. I don't. Who owns? A bunch of hedge fund dudes own them. Like they're happy losing so, money. Yeah. They're happy losing money. When does this pay off? Like I'm like this is that these are their investors. Let's see who are their investors. I don't have invest. Okay, management team, ownership. Here we go. Ownership. Luxor Capital, Waverly Capital, Eris Capital, Ted Leonis. These people are just writing this shit off. This is what this is, Mike. This is a fucking tax write off for all these people that they're losing money. All right. Wiz Khalifa's invested. Kevin Hart owns part of the PFL. Do we know this? Jimmy Ivey does. The guy who the guy who made uh, Survivor did too. Who the hell's got it? Joss? No, Joss. Mark Burnett. Mark Burnett. 
Oh, I was thinking that show where they're in Hawaii and it's confusing. Lost. There we go. <laughs> the show that's in Hawaii and it's confusing. <laughs> Bro, what's the episode this week, man? We're talking for half an hour. I'm not sure what we did besides me complain about the PFL <laughs> and my gambling. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget, I try to make it lighthearted talking about pancakes, and you talked about a bunch of Koreans getting blown up, and oh yeah, uh, dead Chadwick Boseman's birthday is today. I was Don't trying to, that. I'm trying to honor, you know, well, Black Panther, bro, Black Panther, bro. Yeah, 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 nothing honors. We, uh, the, you saw the flick, right? Do we just talk Chadwick about the flick, Boseman by the way? Talking about pancakes. We must talk about that Koreans. flick. We must talk about that flick today, by the way. Like, oh, the movie's been out for two fucking weeks. Um. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Seriously, though, I don't think pay per view. I don't think anybody should be doing pay per view. To be honest, I don't think it's a good business model. Isn't the whole point of everything now to get subscriptions? Like, you get pe- more people to watch ESPN. ESPN will love you if a lot of people run ESPN Plus watching this thing. Do Do you think we have a possible Eddie Alvarez situation where someone on the card um had in their contract? Are you are you saying someone because you don't want to say her name? Because it's Kayla. Assume it's Kayla. <laughs> okay, Harris, I was gonna say his name on here, but I mean, because like, for what other reason? Because I remember when they had that pay per view with Eddie Alvarez, it was basically so that they could keep him. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's just what level of bath are they willing to take on this one event to keep her? Like, is she that valuable? Is she the only person that watch? I mean, is that what's going on? Is, is no one else watching PFL besides for her? It could be. It could be actually this, Bobby. Um, sometimes you got to burn a shit ton of money just for perception's sake, perhaps. Perhaps they hold, them holding this event, six championship fights in Madison Square Garden. Wait, was it in Madison Square Garden or Barclays Center? It was uh, Hulu Theater at MSG. It was in New York City. All right. So it's 5% um, gate tax. <laughs> 5% gate tax. Pay-per-view. Just to show, at least perception-wise, hey, we're big time. All right? We're doing big things. All right? We're holding an event here in Madison I'll Square give you Garden. $10 if you can name any of the other champions that were crowned without looking at it. Um, Is there a pit bull? Okay. All right. Champion? All right. Okay. <laughs> Good job, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, okay, Kayla's the entire show. Come on, there's no, okay, there's no, there's no it's not Bellator. It's not Bellator. Let's talk about the fucking uh, UFC card this weekend, man. Um, um, there's not like a third Pitbull, brother? But it's no, not, we're not making any picks, but we're just going to talk about it. And, you know, we'll we'll speak generally about who we think is actually going to come out on, uh, come out on top. How about that, Mike, huh? Between, you know, we'll do some analysis. We You know, between, we'll do shared analysis here. Sounds Wonder- fine by me. Wonderboy Thompson, Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland's a big fan of fights where he doesn't get taken down, right? We I think we know this at this point. Um, minus one sixty five for him, plus one forty for Wonder Boy. I think this podcast is generally pretty decent sized Wonder Boy Thompson fans. I think we all tend to think pretty highly of him and doesn't really lose too many fights. Recently, it's not looked so hot. Um, lost four of six. Um, they're all the good people though, man. Losing to Bilal Muhammad and Gilbert Burns those last two fights, like it's like the top five right there. It's two of them. Um, he got wins over Jeff Neal and Vicente Luque. Those are good wins too. Um, so I don't know. I don't think he's. I know he's old. 
Um, he fights like once every six months at best case, if not longer. Um, he used to knock out a friend of ours uh, when they were kids in uh, training. And we're old and washed, and he's older than us. So that really tells you what's going on there. Um, Kevin Holland. God bless Kevin Holland, because when the UFC tried to tell us nobody got paid extra for that card when they did all the musical chairs, and we all literally just pointed to the Instagram video, Kevin Holland doing the rich guy dance, doing the money battle, <laughs> doing the I'm rich dance, and we're like, oh, well, the UFC doesn't appear to be on the level with these comments <laughs> this time. Um, he's got a real all-over-the-place record, man. Um, every fight I've seen him lose, he just got taken down a bunch, right? Like, Let's see. Uh, Kamza, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Vittori, yep. if I'm right, he got taken down. Dawkins, he got taken down. Brunson, he, he didn't got lose taken to Derek. down. He didn't lose to Dawkins. There was no contest. But go ahead. Did he get taken down in the Dawkins fight? E- either way. I know it was a three minute uh, fight. Vittori, and he got no contest. So. Vittori, Brunson, Kamza, uh, all got taken down. Um, but hey, you know, his forte is, uh, is you know, not being on the ground. So what do you expect? Yeah, I think this going to be a fun fight, man. I think it's going to be a really good one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I personally leaning towards. I'm leaning towards Kevin Holland with just I mean, leaning. I'm talking like 52, 48 in his direction, because like. I think people are under are thinking Wonderboy might be more 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 done than he really is. And even losing to Kevin Holland isn't going to make me think he's done either. He only fights killers. He's got like a serious manager that the UFC doesn't like because he has this like belief that the fighters need to get a living wage. Like right, so right. I think they do they don't get cheap with Wonder Boys fights. I mean they're gonna they're gonna earn their money out of it. Um I'm leaning towards Kevin Holland just literally because uh Wonder Boys had a bit of a rough stretch here and he seems as he hasn't fought in a while, you know, like as usual. So what which way which way would you lean on this one? Uh I don't want to say it's just because Wonder Boy is going to be 40 in about two months because we just talked about a former champion who is no longer on the fight in two weeks because, mm-hmm. you know, because of whatever reason, who was like 44. Mm-hmm. So don't want to say it's because he, he's washed. Um, but Kevin Holland, why he hasn't fought in the, the pedigree of people that uh, that Wonder Boy's fought in before. Tim Means isn't isn't a slouch. Alex Cowboy Oliveira is is very good as well, and Kevin Holland is what a year or two removed away from being Fighter of the Year, having gone what five or six and zero. Oh. Um, losing to Kamza is, is is there's no shame in that. Um, I think that. Ooh, man. you know what it is also man. Do you remember like uh, you know what Wonder Boy? He's was- tall. Like he doesn't Wonderboy doesn't fight people as big as him in his weight class ever, as tall as him. I was trying to talk myself and Kevin Holland, to be to to be honest. Um if we were picking fights, I would probably go Wonderboy on, on this one. Ten bucks. Um what? It's just uh ten bucks. Me and you. No, 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 man. No, no. If we're gonna lose if we're gonna lose money betting, we're gonna do it by betting on parlays that we just crash and burn on. Okay. You don't want to hand me ten dollars? Is that what it is? No, 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 no. If, if, if we're going to bet. Buck, 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 buck. Yeah, that's not going to work, man. Okay. You know, it's going to be really sad when I get the uh, like the tax documents for FanDuel and DraftKings. You think you made a money? Just, <laughs> oh, no, no. That's that's what I'm going to be very sad at when I just see the big fat red numbers <laughs> on both of them. And then all I can think is, 
well, you know, I can I can write some of this off at least. Can you write off your gambling losses? Yeah. After how much? I don't know, but I'm probably gonna t- I'm probably gonna <laughs> hit those limits. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think I I'm leaning I'm I'm leaving Kevin leaning Kevin Holland. I just try to think about the only other times Wonder Boy fought a guy as tall as him, and like a Darren Till fight is the only one I can really remember. Where like Kevin Darren- Holland six three. Wonder Boy, six feet, but I would say that Wonder Boy is very good at yeah, keeping, he play, he, keeping he, fighters at bay with his kicks. He play his like his the way he fights makes him bigger. Also, yeah, yeah, like he fights like a six three, six four guy. I think I don't. I'm trying to think the guys as big as him that he's fought and like Darren Till's the one that stands out. And he, I, I mean, that was a very close fight. I thought Wonder Boy actually got gypped a bit on the decision, but like he wasn't able to like. You can get in. And Kevin Holland, doesn't Kevin Holland have like that ridiculous reach where you can just pick shit up without bending over, basically? Like, he's just, you know, yanking shit off the ground. Um, anyway, um, Brian Barberina, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. Rafael's a, just a very, very big favorite over Brian Barberina. And I do appreciate that somehow we're on round three of the Rafael Dos Anjos train, bro. Everybody, you're just like, yeah. Rafael's the man. <laughs> like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> he, what type of win streak is he on? I don't oh, know. No, he, like, he, he's, he just he's lost on a one fight losing. Fight. He got knocked Fiz- out. Fiziv? Yeah. yeah Fiziv. I don't know, man. I think either people just don't think Brian. Unless, like, do we have a, is this a James Krause situation where we don't know that someone's hurt? Because I think Brian, has any, like, Brian Barberino doesn't get trucked a lot. Like, he's a tough dude, right? Am I imagining something? Three fight, three fight win streak. Probably ended. I'm pretty sure he ended the career. Matt Brown, he TKO'd. Yo, should we go bet on Brian Barberina at plus four hundred? What's going on here, man? Is that accurate? Like, how bad of a matchup are we missing here? Like, (laughs) I mean, Dos Anjos is a former champion, and oof, damn, he is thirty eight. Jesus, I was gonna say Dos Anjos is as old as us. God, man, that's so that's so depressing. Um, anyway, that's a crazy line there. Um, Ty Tuivasa is going to knock out Sergey Pavlovich. I'm calling it right now. All right. I, I don't care that Sergey is a favorite. Ty, Ty is... Ty is better. I, I, I know Ty fights the way he fights, but like, Ty is like... Cyril really had to fucking work for that, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed that Ty, considering he... Was that for an interim title against Gon? It was for the... We kind but of assumed no, the chance. It's number one contendership. Okay. We, we yeah, assumed. Yeah. But though, that um, was before John Jones is coming back to town, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like he he just lost to Gon in September. He was on what, like a five fight win streak or something? Mm-hmm. And he's the four he's the second fight on this shitty main card now. He went all the way to France for you guys. He fought he went to France. You put him in the main and, event. And he's a bit of a fan favorite. He's yeah. a he is a much bigger fan favorite than everybody else on this card. I'm that's if we're watching like a specific fight. I mean the main event. Okay, let's be honest. Main event because we're MMA heads and all. But like that's the dude I'm here to see. It's like yeah. if you give me like if we got like just a minute. Like like I want to know what happens. Like my first question is gonna be a tie to Ivasa knock this dude out. Like that's my thing. Like Ty's a big Ty's a big star, man. Like he really see he went all the way to France for them in their MM in their UF, their debut. Like, what are we missing here? Did another does someone get hurt? Like, why would why isn't this the co-main event, at least? Anyway. Um 
Jack Hermanson, Roman Delice. It's a good fight also. Eric Anders, fresh off of his appearance in Cobra Kai, uh, is going to fight Kyle Daukas. Um, he was in Cobra Kai? He wasn't he in the... Uh, he wasn't he the guy Johnny Lawrence fought in Mexico in the, K- the MMA part. Was he? I, I th- don't know, man. I-, I watched like two episodes of it. I wasn't really paying attention. I thought you were you were the bi- yeah. He was in Cobra Kai, confirmed. Shout out Kevin Holland getting those non UFC checks. It would kill the fucking UFC to be like, hey man, one of our dudes is on this show. Like it would like just like write that like some have John Annex say it. Would that would that kill them to say to do that, yes. Mike? Like just. Because they don't get a cut, huh? All right. That's right. What a dark world. Um, on the on, on the prelims, we got some, there's some good stuff on this card, man. You couldn't convince me that Clay Guida and Scott Holtzman are fighting for the first time, though. That's not possible. <laughs> like, it's not possible. Like, this is the first time these two dudes are fighting. Michael Johnson and Mark Diacasey. It's another one to two vets. Angela Hill, Emily Ducati, man. That's a good fight. That's a tough one for Angela Hill. Yo, how bad is Michael Johnson gun done? He is twenty and eighteen. He's been he's dude. He's been in UFC for fifteen years. He's doing great. He's drew he's drew a U he's drawn a UFC paycheck for fifteen years in the toughest weight class they got. Right. Like what else Oof. do you want? <laughs> he had since twenty sixteen. Oof. Yo, he's had two. He's had a two-fight losing streak, a three-fight losing streak, and a four-fight losing streak dating back to 2015. Michael Johnson is – we're at the point now, like, it was, it's like he's too far down the career for us to be like, okay, when's, it, when's like, his uh, fight IQ going to line up with his ability? But, like, it's just – I mean, again, man, he showed up in the UFC in 2012 – 10, right? Yeah. 12 years, this dude's drawing a paycheck in the toughest weight class they got. That in itself is an achievement, honestly. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I mean, there's worse careers to have than being Jim Miller or, you know, Joe Lozon. You know what I mean? Not everybody can be the greatest ever with an almost 500 record. All yeah, right? exactly. That's that's of Artem Lobov. Um, but yeah, Angela Hill, Ducati is a good fight. Um, just from a fight point of view, Rebus and Cortez has got to be. No one's a favorite there, right? That could go either way. Um, Darren Elkins is going to come within an inches of dying, probably, like, like every other fight he has. Let's see if he comes back. This is pretty good. I would happily go to this if I was in Orlando. Um, or I would go to one of the 7,000 wrestling events you guys have had the opportunity to see. Like, uh, Just go to NXT. This sound like better? Does this sound like a, a better show than NXT to you? How's NXT? Is there an NXT takeover coming up this weekend? Maybe do that if I wasn't going to go to this. Orlando's got some entertainment. I mean, you know, you go to you go to Disneyland or Universal Studios Orlando during the day. Orlando fucking sucks, bro. Orlando, what? Orlando fucking sucks. <laughs> Real what are you talk. talking about? Have you been to Orlando for like Disney World? I mean, that's okay. <laughs> for what other reason do you go to Orlando, bro? I don't know. The the the, the what do you, what do you go there to see the center of Florida? I mean, what? I don't know. You got to drive to the enjoy the heat. It's not a great place. Don't go to Disney World. All right, go to LA. Just it'll be worth the double the cost in pay you pay. Okay, you'll eat some fucking you'll eat a fucking taco. They'll blow your hair back and it'll be worth it. I don't okay? know, man. Universal Studios is pretty cool. They got that in LA too. Oh, uh, oh didn't know that. You know that Universal Studios? It's called yeah. Universal. Stu- it's a based. The premise is a movie studio. Yeah, what's your point? I, I think the LA was there. What was there first? Even. Mm. 
let's agree to disagree. Yeah, let's not Google it or anything. Um, not bad though, man. For a fight night card, not bad at all. Um, playing, they're going to the Amway Center, which is uh, where the Magic play, if I'm not mistaken. I'm also pretty confident uh, that's where Rafael Dos Anjos kicked the shit out of Donald Cerrone. Also, Amway, they sell a great uh, stain pre-treater. Cool. Yeah, this is the location where uh, Rafael Dos Anjos uh, beat Donald Cerrone's ass in a minute and six seconds while defending his championship. Also, on this, in that same night, Nate Diaz uh, whooped Michael Johnson's ass and called out Conor McGregor, and history was changed. And yeah, Orlando, man, Orlando been blessed with some MMA history right there that day. Um, okay, let's do stuff we like. Uh, actually, we don't Go have a fun. Actually, wait, wait, Mike. There's a Universal Studios in Hollywood. Hmm. Mike, we need a uh, fight from the past, bro. Hmm. Yep. I will have, have to vamp for a bit as we think about it because I've got nothing. I got to look at my list. One second. I, I do have my backup list <laughs> of things I will definitely recommend. Ba, 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 Give me this. Give me that. Where is it? God damn it. Uh, Frankie Edgar... Gray Maynard, too. Oh. Um, UFC 125 taking place on New Year's Day in 2011. Um, I got a very distinct memory of this because I was not in the country. I was on vacation with my parents in Paris. Um, went and uh, went to the Champs-Élysées, watched the celebration there with the French people. Went back to my hotel room. And uh, I think it's a uh, what's the what's the time difference with you guys over there? It's like five hours. In Paris. Four hours. It's like four um, hours. What's London? London is five. Okay, so let's say five. Okay, it's five hours. So the pay per view started at uh, three a.m. in France. All right. Uh, I was watching, and then I woke up and was still watching on uh, the main event. Um, this was the f this the, the first round could have been a ten seven. Frankie Edgar got hit with. Everything. He got dropped like three, four times. I don't even. I mean, it's like a, it's like the, it's like a fishing story where every time you think of the fight, Mike, he just gets more and more impressive. What Frankie did, he was fucked. He was incredibly fucked. Yep. Um, came back and won a split. Oh, I'll show you. No, he didn't win. This was the draw. This one went to the draw. Third fight, because the first fight between these two, Gray won. Um, I believe it was Frankie's only loss up until that point. Um, it was his only loss. Um, was great. Gray Maynard, the first fight. This one was a draw. They fought a whole third time in Houston where the same thing happened somehow. And Frankie ended up winning by knockout. This is where Frankie Edgar became a legend, I think, for a lot of people. Um, it was his second title defense. The first one was the rematch with BJ, it was where we realized, oh, okay, well, that first one was questionable. He definitely kicked BJ's ass this time, though. He kicked his ass. Um, I think everybody thought Gray Maynard was going to beat him, right? I think we all kind of assumed Gray Maynard was the dude. Yep. Like, Gray Maynard mm -hmm. was coming. Gray Maynard, the UFC was ready for him. The UFC gave him the right fights. They did. They gave him the classic, you fight Nate Diaz. If you win, you get a title shot thing. He did that. 
Um, he beat Kenny Florian in Boston. That happened also, if I'm not mistaken. Did that happen? I didn't invent that in my head. I might have invented that in my head. Um, but uh, nope. Beat Kenny Florian in Boston. My memory's not that bad, Mike. Not that bad. Um, yeah, Gray was uh, undefeated. 10-0. Uh, product of the Extreme Couture and the Ultimate Fighter, even though um, while he was undefeated on paper, Nate Diaz choked that ass on the show. And you know if Nate Diaz is counting times where he slapped U.S. fights, you know he's counting the five times where he tapped out in the middle of a cage while well, they're both wearing, wearing shorts. So, um, oh, yeah. So this was a big... Uh, Ray Maynard was kind of the dude who was going to come take this title. He was His nickname was apro apropos, the bully. Put you down, elbowed you, beat your ass. Great fighter. And, uh, God, Frankie, man. Frankie. Just started selling those fucking uh, shirts. That like it said is F E, you know, Frankie Edgar, but they were writing big F, little E, because which is the uh on the periodic table, F E is iron, if I'm not mistaken. You couldn't say a fucking word about this dude, bro. Like he was just come down to Biggie, sprinting down. You couldn't put him away. He was fighting, and Frankie was also like Frankie been the size the whole time. Like Frankie yeah. was five foot six, a hundred and sixty pounds, not even. Probably one he probably was one fifty five. Like, one good run, one good run, and he was uh, cutting down weight to 155. Yeah, I don't even think he did. I think he just literally just woke up, took a dump, and he was making weight. Like, it was like that. The fact that he, and this was like, this is, a, I think this is a required viewing, man. Honestly, this is one of those ones where got to get a, like, more appreciation. Not that we, I mean, we all appreciate them, but you know what I mean? Like, a more appreciation for what exactly is happening in there, man. Yeah. Like, I think, he, like, like, let me tell you, right now, when Frankie's getting knocked out early and shit like that, like, these fight, like, he's getting knocked out because he's getting hit now, but this fight is why the chin, like, this is where, this is when the, like, the belt, you start getting notches on the belt, where you only have so much, the punch card starts getting filled up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, UFC 125, January 1st, 2011, um, I don't think T-Mobile Arena existed, if I'm not mistaken. But no, no way. It was uh, it was definitely Vegas, though. I think it was probably Mandalay Bay, if I had to guess. No, other one. MGM. And uh, they didn't sell any pay-per-views, and the building was 40% empty. Granted, everybody was hungover. They didn't want to go listen to the UFC DJ the next day, because who would? Um, did you guys want to come up with one also, or were you rolling with mine? I think we're just going to roll with yours. Um, don't okay. want to force this. Let's go. Um, I lost my train of thought, buddy. Let's go with uh, stuff we like. Uh, you want to talk about Black Panther? Uh, yeah, uh, just very quickly. Yeah, anything um, else we got first? Go ahead. Yeah, just two quick things. One thing, I started watching um, the uh, Adams Family show uh, Wednesday. Ooh. Um, it's on Netflix. I'm about two episodes in. Uh, it's a pretty good show. Um, Jenny Ortega does a very good Wednesday. Um, I like the the premise of the show where she gets sent away to a boarding school where she, where the premise of the original Adams family was that they were the oddballs, right? Whereas she goes to a boarding school where it's basically just a boarding school full of kids that are in the same supernatural world that she's in and you know it's it's a pretty good plot so far so i'm enjoying that 
Uh, the other thing that I like this week, don't know if I talked about it last week or not. I'm not sure. You could tell me if I did. But when Bobby was here visiting, we started playing Mario Tennis on the uh, N64. And while uh, you're muted, Bobby. I don't remember if you did or didn't talk about it because we definitely talked about it ourselves. So it could have been on the yeah. show. Could not have been. Well, Go maybe, ahead. maybe maybe I'm going to discuss it twice. Yeah. but. The N64 one, it was fun, but holy Jesus, it was a 25-year-old game. So I thought, this is fun, but this actual game, I can never play again. So I went to my local GameStop the, during the next two days or so, I think after Bobby left, and I bought Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, it's about a five-year-old game. It was either for the Wii U or for the Switch. I'm not exactly sure. Switch. But it was for the Switch? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's a very fun game. Uh, extremely enjoyable. I beat the adventure mode in about a day and a half, so I was able to unlock like all of the different tennis courts and all of the different players. And uh, as you can imagine, it built on the, the first Mario Tennis game from about 30 years ago. And it was very enjoyable. It wasn't as uh, highly regarded at all, review-wise. I don't know. I don't know if I, I haven't played it. I, I'm sure. I think it's had some criticism on some level. Uh, most of the review scores being around seven to eight out of ten. Like we're talking about that range. The other one being like the N64 one was fucking beloved. Like I think it came out well, roughly. I think the N64 one was coming out in a time where like it was late N64. Also, this is 2000 and this is 2000. I think, and I'm pretty sure we're talking. Uh, this might have been uh, around uh, like virtual tennis time also, because we we're really mm -hmm. everybody's really feeling the tennis game back then, man. Because when virtual tennis came out for Dreamcast, like did we all buy it? Did it come with it? Legitimate uh, question. No, it didn't come with it. So we all just bought a tennis game. I don't remember it coming with the Dreamcast. That's the thing, like I don't remember. Do you think we all went and bought a tennis game? Because we all seem to have that game. I thought, like everybody seemed. Yeah, to I think have I it. had it. I had it. I don't remember. I mean. We all big fucking Tommy Haas fans because that was who I played with. Or were we all playing the demo? Was that it? We were almost playing like the demo Ooh, at first. Maybe we were playing. We were all the playing demo. the demo. That might have been it. Um, but yeah, this was like a few months after that. Um, first game though. Woo. If, if you you want to you want to lose in a video game, ladies and gentlemen, I will wax you with Donkey Kong. Unless you give me Waluigi, unless you're Waluigi, then I just, I have trouble. <laughs> I have trouble against Waluigi. Um, you seen that Mario trailer, by the way? I'm sure you have. Uh, yeah, um, it was it was decent. I, I, I kind of don't like my Mario sounding normal. I need him to be just an extreme parody of an Italian immigrant. Yeah, okay, I don't, like, I don't know if he's doing any accent. Mark's trying to convince me he dis he's doing something, but like... I don't. If he's doing something that's very slow. I'm not getting it. Yeah. I, I need, I, I guess, like, how do they navigate? Look, if he just did a fucking think, Italian accent and he's not think, Italian. Think of, it, think of it like this, Bobby. All right. When you heard that, did you think, oh, that's Andy Dwyer? Yeah, that was Andy Dwyer. He played it like, also because he was bumbling around the screen. It made me think Andy Dwyer. I still think <laughs> Andy Dwyer. You think I don't see Andy Dwyer? All I see is Andy Dwyer with Chris Pratt, and I love it. Andy Dwyer is a fucking superhero, and he talks to raptors, all right? That movie was terrible, apparently. I didn't watch it. it My it girlfriend was. watched it yesterday. She was like, it's not good. It's not. <laughs> not it's good. not. It um, is not good. 
Not, I guess like they don't want him out there. Like the first one is good. I, they don't want him out there. Some dude just. I know, like you, like there's like you're able, like I mean, the Italian American culture at this point has just been relegated to fucking mob movies and Jersey Shore, which I'm sure these they all appreciate. But you still, I don't think you can have this dude go on there and just go, go and like waving his finger. I mean, he's doing a voice actor, but Mario yelling "gabagool" and shit. Like I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think you can do that. That might be it. Like maybe they need to hire like. What's his name? Like, are you? I guess they just wanted Pratt, but I'm like, I'm trying to think of someone who's definitely Italian. If, if only James Gandolfini was still. I'm with just saying, us. get Christopher. Get us Christopher. I said you gotta say his name correctly, like Adriana did. Christopher, give me Michael Imperioli. It's a voice job. You know, get him to check. No one, no one's coming to this movie for Pratt anyway. You overpaid your voice cast. Get the guy who did Mario in the video games. That's the right choice here. Just get someone just comically Italian, right? Yo, just use sounds from the video games. We've recorded fucking 35 years of Mario games. <laughs> he said, here we but go we, enough times. But we, we don't have complete sentences from Mario. We've got, here we go. You know what? We had a whole ass cartoon. Like, that's pretty much it. We had a whole ass cartoon that included a cartoon voice of Mario. And included Captain Goddamn Lou Albano as live action Mario. We got Bob Hoskins' voice. I think Wait, you could have. Are you this talking together. about that old old show, the Super Mario like, Brothers Super Show, where half the show was yes. Mario, half it was Zelda? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is a throwback. My mom uh, worked for Nestle. We were kids, and I think there was some sort of like somebody sponsored somebody. I'm assuming Nestle sponsored something. I don't think Nintendo's sponsoring chocolate. That again, the other way doesn't make any sense either. But they gave her like a fucking every VH, the entire series on VHS, which I was like two seasons and like four tapes or whatever, whatever it was. But we had all the tapes of the Mario show. And I didn't know I was watching the legend Captain Coo with Captain Lou Albanon, but uh, Albano, not Albanon, Albano. Uh, Albano. Am I supposed to know who that is? You don't know Captain Lou? No. Oh, he's a great, uh, great, famous, legendary wrestling manager of the 70s and 80s. Was the manager uh, of the Wild Samoans. When you talk about the Samoan dynasty and all these Samoan wrestlers, he was their manager uh, with Alpha and them back then. So, I got it. Big Heyman's a big Albano guy. Everybody's a big Albano guy. Albano's responsible for a lot in WWE because he met Cindy Lauper on a plane. She he learned she was a wrestling fan. She learned he, he learned she was a wrestling fan. He went to Vince and said, "We need to work with her. She's the biggest pop star in the world." Then WrestleMania happened, and now Vince is rich, a billionaire, and at home. That was the fast-forward version of the WWE history for you. Um, yeah. Anyway, Mario, that's... Luigi's in the game. That's, that's important. Luigi's in the movie. That's the important part. We need Luigi. Yeah, John Leguizamo is unhappy with the cast of the Mario movie because he thought the first one was great for representation. Fucking Puerto Rican was playing an Italian plumber. And we're all supposed to be. I was, I was just, I was just <laughs> thinking that, man. We had an English dude. Uh, Bob Hoskin ain't Italian either. Let me tell you that. <laughs> what is you know, Bob Hoskin? Huh? What is Bob Hoskin? Really Didn't English. He also play the cop. Didn't he play the cop in um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I mean, he's also Shmee from Hook. Rest oh, in peace shit, to the big homie is. Bob Hoskins. We talked about it when he died. I think last year, actually. Um, I think it was a year ago when he died. Only movie he ever regretted was a uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. He didn't know it was a video game until he got on set. Um, what? Yeah, real talk. There's a whole clip about this. I don't know what we were talking about, Mike. Let's just talk about this fucking movie. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. <laughs> um, I thought it was real good. 
Um, I, for the years leading up to this, be, between Chadwick passing away and this movie is what, two years? Roughly? Uh, yeah, give or take about Because we definitely, when they said he died, we all thought uh, COVID, right? It was definitely during COVID when he passed away. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, uh, for two years, I thought that the next Black Panther should be M'Baku. And let me tell you, this movie happens, and at the end, I think a lot of people say, we'd be fine with Black Panther and M'Baku, Mike. We'd all be fine with Black Is Black Is M'Baku the king? Uh, I think that's what um, is implied, that he's the king, and Sherry is going to continue on as the Black Panther. Okay. Which there is precedent for that because in Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. um, his dad, Sachaka, is the king while he's, you know, parading around all roided up on their heart shaped herb. I, uh, okay. That's, that's reasonable. Um, I, uh, the best line of the movie, and I'm not going to do the voice because it's wildly offensive, which is, might be why Chris Pratt's not doing an Italian accent, by the way. Now when I'm, they're putting it all together, Mike. When he says, they don't call him King. They call him Ku Ku Klan or Clan. Best line Klan. of the whole fucking movie. Like he just fucking just lays it out there for you, bro. Uh, that was a real good movie. Uh, that <laughs> is not the best line in the movie. The best line in the movie is, you bald-headed devil. <laughs> that is the best line in the movie which fun fact he ad-libbed that that's pretty good um i thought it was really good i it was long it was real long i'll say i appreciate that there was no end credit scene just a mid credit scene because i was not i was even if you told me there was a second one i was gonna be like second one's not that important it'll be on youtube in a couple days i'm not staying for another eight minutes that was great um i like the first one more obviously um, I don't know if your theater, you said, I think I asked you this, but I'll ask on the podcast also, uh, my theater cheered when, uh, and this is spoiler, obviously movie been out for three weeks, but when, um, Michael B. Jordan showed up when Killmonger showed up, yeah, yeah. people straight up cheered. People loved that character. Um, and you know, man's Creed, you know, people love Creed. People love Michael B. Jordan in general. So. Uh, I Ryan Coogler hasn't missed yet for me, man. And I thought he did a great job navigating a difficult situation here. Um, they did a really good job with with uh, Chadwick's passing, I think. The way they addressed it in the movie. Um, I do... Now, did you feel... Did you feel this, Bobby? That... And I think probably rightly, uh, of course, but... Um, and I don't even know if this is a knock or not, but you can't deny that this was this permeated throughout the whole movie. But um, I thought the movie was very good. But in a weird way, one of the things that knocked it is that I can never get out of the fact that I was always thinking of Chadwick Boseman throughout the whole movie. How, what are your thoughts on that? I did. I think it would have been weird for them to ignore him, and I think the fact that they kept bringing him up. Was part of the reason I was like that? Because I was the same way. But I don't know. I think it would have been weird if they just tried to like. Right. Because they fucking get into it like. It's the opening right scene. Yeah. Like homeboy's dying. His character is dying. That's the movie starts. It would have been weird after that Ed beginning to just like. Six months later, no one's even addressed. Oh, how many months later they time lapsed it? Three months? Six months? 
I think three uh, six months maybe. Think, no, I think it was a year. Whole year. Okay. Oh yeah, because they did have the anniversary of his passing in there too. Um, I think it would have been weird if they didn't say anything about it the whole rest of the way. Because, I mean, is the movie still called Black Panther? He was Black uh, yeah. Panther. He was yeah. the Black Panther. He's been the Black Panther for everything short of the 15 minutes in the, uh, that last movie that Michael B. B. Jordan was the Black Panther, right? Like, that was, yeah. he's been the Black Panther the whole time. Um, I thought it was really, they couldn't avoid it, and they just like, fucking, let's just do it. And this man is not, Ryan Coogler's not, doesn't have difficulty addressing uncomfortable subject matter, I don't think. Not that this is comparable. I mean, I guess it is comparable. What am I saying? Because the guy did pass away in real life, but man's talked about the police killing a man on a fucking train platform. That was his movie. You know, that's what, that kind of is why he got this movie, right? That was his, that was his first feature he directed. Yeah, it was. That, yeah, that, it was, that came out, then it was Creed, Black Panther, then it was Creed? Creed, then Black Panther. Or was it Creed, then Black Panther? Yeah, there we go. Might have been off of that, but like he, the guy made his career off of like, one of like the saddest days, at least for us locally here, was when Oscar Grant got murdered by uh, yeah. Johannes Meserly, the uh, Bart police officer. I remember the fucking cop's name. I didn't really look that up. That's how, it was one of those. Um, so like, I think he did a really good job, man. I feel bad that I'm looking at Ryan Coogler's, uh, uh, his credits. He was a producer on Space Jam 2. That's just, you know, that was the only one. <laughs> just, that's called, that's called getting that. That's called yo, getting have you seen chat, that movie? Bro. Yes. Piece of shit. Dude. It's like the um, whole movie is about how bad of a dad LeBron is. <laughs> it's just LeBron's a bad dad. Um, I thought they did a really good job in this thing. Talked about him. And I thought, um, I, I don't know. Letitia? Letitia Wright. Fucking killed it. Yeah. Just, I know people are giving Angela Bassett credit. She did great. I mean, we well, I already knew Angela Bassett could act. Like, I was pretty, I think when we, I remember when the first Black Panther came out, I think I told you, like, I didn't give Angela Bassett a lot to do, but the parts where she had to do, she fucking, yeah. Like, <laughs> Angela Bassett. She hit it. She hit it again this time, man. She hit it. Fucking Letitia Wright, though. Everything. She didn't miss at all. And she hasn't missed, honestly, at any point in any movie she's been in with this character. What other what other movie has has she been Infinity in? Infinity like, War? I mean, she was barely in Infinity War. There was a whole second half of Infinity War where they were at in Wakanda. And she was trying to take that thing out of Vision's brain. Don't you remember? That was the whole thing. They were trying to, she was trying to reconfigure. She spent a whole fucking second half of that movie faking holding over this dude's head electrodes. And I bought it, Mike. Remember she was trying to remap him so she could take out the fucking Infinity oh, Stone? Man. You know what I'm talking I about? Think I, I think I've only watched that movie like once. I don't remember that at all. Dude, I had a whole ass panic attack in the movie theater and I remember that scene. Okay? <laughs> like, go back and watch Infinity War. It's like the second half of the movies. There are, Wakanda was there like... Uh, well, Infinity War is the first part of the... Then they went to Endgame, right? That's yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right, That you're was right. the whole thing. They were like... They used Wakanda's shields was going to protect them from Thanos. And she was trying to get whatever stone was inside of Vision's head. Uh, the mind... Mindstone, yeah, Mindstone, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's great, man. I know she possibly. I like how we want to praise someone now, so all of a sudden her anti vax shit wasn't that anti vax. We all got to try to etch a sketch everything that happened in between. She, 20... she did end up getting the vaccine. Yeah, cool. You know, Ronda Rousey said, uh, posted a video about Sandy Hook conspiracy theories, and then people questioned it on it. And then she's like, oh, you know, just I had questions. And then, you know, people don't forget. 
Just saying, hey, man. Look, we're not, I, we're, I'm not look, I'm here. And I'm not here to care about the artist. I'm here to care about the art, and the art That's was excellent. Right. That's right. The art was excellent. Letitia Wright was excellent. Uh, Angela Bassett was great. Uh, it's the name of the actress. She played Michonne. Also, uh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember. What she played name. the leader of the army in this. You know what I'm talking about? The leader of the generals. Uh, oh, I'm aware. Uh, Danny, Danny, Go, Danny Guerrero, Danny Guerrero, Okoye. She plays Okoye. Fucking killed it. I mean, Lupita been good in everything she's ever been in. Let's not even lie about that. And yeah, uh, yeah. my dude, I'm not just saying it because he was funny in the first one. I think Winston fucking Duke as Mbaku is incredible. But let's give all credit to the dude who played Namor, which I'm gonna let you what say was his it name. Roger Tenoik. Tenoy Cuerta, M-E-J, I with an apostrophe over an A. Tejia? I don't know where I got the Roger from. Tejia? Tejia? He goes by Jose. You know, there's no Roger. There's no Roger. I don't know where I got Roger from. Yeah. Many, many great Mexicans. Well, let's say, let's say this dude's Roger. name. Roger. Yeah. I uh, really, really, uh, really hit yeah. that one. I'm just I'm asking my you know my Mexican girlfriend. I'm just a whole family tree. It's just dude's name Roger. Okay. <laughs> just too many Rogers. Your, Can't keep track of them. My girlfriend just goes, my tío Enrique, my dad Jose, my brother Roger. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that fits right. Say in. this dude's name, man. I don't know how to say it properly. Wait, why why do you assume I just know you're Latino. how to say it? You're gonna be what closer than I am. Yo, why why you just try to throw me under a huge Mike, umbrella? Mike, right? if there was we Mike, are a durat, we are a diaspora, son. Mike, if there was anybody within five countries of the Middle East, you'd ask me to pronounce his name. All right. I, okay. I would. Denokweta. Denokweta, maybe? Yeah. Fucking awesome. He was great. Um I think he's from Narcos, right? He was in Narcos, yeah. yeah. I think he played like like a drugged up dude. Rafael and Caro Quintero in Mark Narcos. 11 episodes. Mozart in the Jungle. Something called Blue Demon. Blue Demon was a wrestler. Oh, okay. It's about the wrestler. Blue Demon. Anyway, he was really good in this too. Movie was great, man. I think it's a great movie. I don't know how much uh, it set up the... He was also in the Forever Purge, if that means anything to you. What do you think about the after credit scene? Do you think that's anything? Um, I don't think like I I've seen a lot of YouTube videos of like, oh, he's gonna be the next Black Panther. It's like, yo, the kid's like seven. Chill. Um I think it was a good way to like kind of cast T'Challa without recasting Chadwick Boseman's character. Mm-hmm. No, a, a way to kind of like keep the character T'Challa in the, uh, the 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 MCU, which I I thought it was nice. I I don't think anything comes. It felt from like this. just like let's make everybody feel better about everything. Yeah, like I I don't think anything really comes from this. Um, in a way, it does help explain where the hell um, uh, this chick's character was. Um, like why wasn't she in Infinity War? Um, or or anything else, she just mm-hmm. kind of disappeared. I mean, outside of the fact that you know, um, she's a goddamn Oscar winner. You know, she she's just not gonna just. I got be shit a to do. Character, yeah. You know, she, yeah, I think like, she's a number two build person in this movie. Like, I don't like, and she's 
not doesn't sell for the first hour. So, uh, but going back to to uh, fuck, what the hell is his name again? Um, Tenoguetta's character. Mm-hmm. Um, did you catch any of the uproar from from white Mexicans on that? Like, did you ever uh, no. hear any more about you, that? Yeah, is that really a thing? It, it it was in some some cat uh some newscasters over over in Mexico. So it was a it was a nice change to see you know like I don't know just seeing white 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 Mexicans um complain about representation as if they haven't been represented in every novela I have ever seen coming out from Central America. This is the um, first. Have we had any Latino representation in any of these Marvel movies? Honest question. Uh, technically, all right. Technically, there have been Latinos have we in had a, the Marvel have movies. We had a, have we had a lead hero or bad guy be Latino in any of these movies yet? Um, Even in a TV show. Are we counting Gamora? Yeah, why not? I guess that's her. That's best Zoe Zaldana is, I think, either Puerto Rican or Dominican. Um, yeah, that's best we got. Those, but but she's an alien in mm. in the fucking ga- uh, garden. Dude, this was Mexican playing a Mexican, right? Like he was. Well, he wasn't a Mexican, so that was one of the things that they really needed to po- like. Um, they needed to point out um, is that he Namor and his tribe weren't Mexicans; they were indigenous people. Maybe that is a slight distinction. But I think it is a very important one as to why the casting was that they wanted people that looked like, you know, like, you know, that how Wenta looked and the other people. They want them to look more in indigenous. Um, they couldn't have people looking like Canelo Alvarez, considering that the story of these people is that they had gotten sick from the diseases that the Spaniards had brought, um, which would mean that they would have to look like indigenous people from, from I, I forget what region they were from. So mm. maybe I'm just being a, uh, you know, splitting hairs, but it wasn't, it wasn't even right. technically, it wasn't even technically Mexicans that they were portraying. They weren't portraying underwater Mexicans. They were portraying underwater indigenous people yeah, you're who right. had never been conquered by colonizers. Similar to the Wakandans. So yeah, good movie. Go see it. Yeah, um, just make sure to pee uh, beforehand because it is extremely long. Some of us just got up and peed about an hour and a half into it. Because we're just like, oh, it's just what's happening. <laughs> just <laughs> got to pee. <laughs> so I'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> You know, they didn't want to pause the movie for me. So well, we, we, we persevered, bro. We persevered. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, that was pretty much it. Hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, my Thanksgiving was good. Hope uh, hope you did as well, Bob. Yeah, and uh, we're going to... Look, Mike's coming here. When I was there, we failed to do a podcast. We'll see uh, how much we get done. Uh, what heaven happens on Monday, we'll do our best, though. We'll see. And at minimum, please check the site for um, our picks for that pay-per-view. And uh, hell, you know, we'll see if we got ourselves. We we're going to get a new light heavyweight champion, Mike. Right now, 
What's your guess? This is an official pick, but what do you think? We're looking at well, a, we're looking at Jan at. I mean, I think the line's correct because I was about to tell you. I think Magomed's winning this championship. Magomed minus two forty, Jan plus two hundred. I'd probably put my money on Magomed. Yeah, me too. It's uh, we're gonna reach the point where the warlord just controls all this, uh, all of everything, just all the white classes, just the way he likes it. Patty again, a slight favorite, around minus two hundred. Hans Anibio, a massive favorite over Robbie Lawler. The betting line saying Robbie Lawler washed. Just washed. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, again, uh, if, the, if there's no podcast next week at minimum, uh, please check out our picks and we'll be back the following week for sure. Uh, everybody stay safe out there. If you're in Georgia, I hope you already voted, which, you know, Come on, man. Let's not make the betting community wrong. Uh, lying liars here. Let's get uh, Reverend Warnock a full term, huh? The other guy is talking about vampires it's in the right, in the in the good air, in the bad air. He's got like paid for like so many abortions. Like he's got the Planned Parenthood punch card. Okay, it's how many abortions this dude has paid for. Let's go with Reverend Warnock, huh? Mike, you got anything else? You want to tell people in Georgia to vote or you just let them do what they want to do? <laughs> uh, I think that probably by the time, wait, is it early voting or? I think we're at early voting right now. I think early voting has started. Well, I think we shouldn't discount, um, you know, just being on the lookout for vampires. That's <sighs> true. It's not, it's, you know, I'm worried, Mike. It's not safe out there. We go to this warrior game on Friday. Where if there? What if that's uh, the king? Uh, November twenty eighth, early voting started with the November twenty sixth election day. So, anyway, we'll be back next week, guys, or we may not be. Thank you all for listening. I was Doctor Law. That was uh, Lavender Gooms. Uh, peace out. See ya. You know, when I was a kid, I used to protect myself from vampires by holding my covers all the way to my neck, and I thought. Oh, this is going to protect me. You ever see that episode of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Where the vampires was coming? Yeah, that was terrifying. No. Kids, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Watch out for the old lady episode. It will give you nightmares. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, peace out, everybody. <laughs>